Hello and welcome to Mistakes We've Made and Debts We've Paid, a storytelling podcast about a lifetime of mistakes, mishaps, and poor choices, where we really lean into the pain and laugh at all our cringy moments. Big and small, we tell them all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Royce Emery. And I'm Wayne Cummins. And welcome to our show. Welcome to the premiere, very first episode of Don't Make Me Do This. I want to say it different every time. Yeah, dude. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I want it to be like a, like a movie quote every time. Like, don't, don't make me do this. I, I've never so badly wanted to like make theme music for a trailer or like, yeah, uh, a score, mm-hmm. a trailer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this could be fucking awesome. I'm so excited. So badly, I already want to talk about the next idea, but uh, for... What you gave me, mm-hmm. what you made me do, <laughs> is a little bit out of my norm. Um, I'm not really the biggest comic book guy, mm-hmm. but so well, let's explain it. Let's explain for sure. it for the listeners. So the first episode, I am forcing Royce to watch Invincible. Invincible is a, an animated series on Amazon Prime and Prime TV, and it is based on a comic book from the mid 2000s of the same name. Written by uh, Robert Kirkman, drawn by uh, Ryan Otley, and I want to say Cliff Cliff Wraithborn, I think, was one of the other artists on. Amazing book. It, it's uh, I don't think it's running anymore, but it ran for quite a while. I followed it for the first hundred or more issues, uh, which is, you know, in comic books, that's about eight, eight or so years. Which and, is so uh, fucking awesome. I <clears> hope <throat> that there's fucking a hundred episodes. I, yeah, it, I, What's Don't great is be, but... the the season, the first season, just those ten episodes. I would say that that maybe covered twelve issues. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're wow. they're taking their time with it, and nice. I really appreciate that. I, I appreciate something like that too. Yeah, that it's not just rushing through it, trying to get to the fucking punchline as soon as possible. Yeah, because for the first season, dude, uh, we're only going to talk about the first five episodes. Uh, we're going to try and break this up into two episodes, but for the first five episodes. They did a really good job of keeping you uh, interested without giving away too much. Yeah, they made it relatively episodic, which is a comic book staple. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Comic books are all about continuity and, um, you know, long-running story arcs and characters. But the, the fun thing about a comic is generally, especially with these big superhero stories, you're supposed to be able to pick up a comic book at any point and get hopefully a full story gotcha. you know from from first to last page you you kind of want you know just the one little adventure and especially with old school comics and to give you more uh, information here because I'm huge a huge nerd and specifically even a bigger nerd about this <clears throat> I read invincible when it first came out I love that series I actually recently went through my back issues and was very sad to learn I don't have those first 30 issues anymore I never had the first one I started picking it up right around the 10th issue and I could never get my hands on the first printing it was it's Robert Kirkman who created the Walking Dead if y'all don't know yeah. and so the Walking Dead was pretty popular at the time it hadn't gotten its show yet yeah. but the comic was just selling like crazy we would I worked at the comic book store at the time and we would get people in who had never read a comic in their lives yeah. every every month just to pick up the new Walking Dude, Dead so graphic. many of my comic book friends <clears throat> and family uh, that read The Walking Dead and the show was coming about they're mm-hmm. like 
this is going to be big. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be a big fucking show because the comic was fucking awesome. And if they do anything like the comic, it's going to be fucking awesome. Which they really, they it was hit or miss as far as the adaptation aspect. Yeah. There was parts of the show that just were so far off. But it was still an entertaining show yeah. for at least the first few seasons. Yeah, and, I enjoyed it. It lost me a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty fucking cool in the beginning. And, and I've heard that, that some of it picks back up with Negan and later on with, uh, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's just an awesome actor in general. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Kirkman, you know, his, his name was real hot at the time and uh they image which was the same company that had put out walking dead was just kind of throwing money at him just like hey do whatever you want we'll give you the money to do it we'll give you the artists you need and so he started invincible and invincible is the name of the character obviously but it's it's more of a universe it's more of a world and it's it's earth and it's a superhero earth and it's heavily influenced by marvel and dc i'd say probably more so dc because it's very classic and dc is more of like the classic take on characters yeah but there's a lot of marvel influence there as well and so when you watch it or read it you are immediately familiar with it if you know anything about comics. Even if you don't know these specific characters or their backgrounds, mm-hmm. you see a reflection of them in characters you already know. For so sure. it's, it's easy to get into it right away and just understand the world easily. But then they start hitting you with realism like right away, which yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. So like that was a little rough for me to uh, jump into or accept right away is like, that guy looks a lot like a black Batman. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> as soon as I was like, just, just fucking, uh, Oh, I didn't even need to second guess it because like they just jump straight in, uh, jump straight into the fucking story. Yeah. Like the, it, it just starts fucking moving and yeah. you just accept it. And everything works well. The characters all have good dialogue. It was, it's one of those, uh, shows or movies where you, you see so little of this nowadays. And it's something that kills me about modern movies and, and I guess TV, cause I watch less TV, but more movies is that they they hammer you with exposition and character yeah. development. Yeah. They're just like, this is a character who does this because of this, and this is why you need to know. And yeah. it, it plays into the story for this reason, and you're like, okay, thanks for just dumping that information on me yeah. inorganically. Whereas Invincible, they throw you into an action scene, and during that action scene, you're getting character interaction. You're getting development. So yeah. You're getting some backstory about these people, and it's so organic and just natural. And it feels like, yeah, that would just it's just it's that's what would happen during this moment, but you're yeah. still learning about the storyline very well. The organic dialogue uh, reminds me so much of the show Archer. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just so quick and witty, and it's, also it's so quick and poppy. They'll linger on a conversation for a long time. Yeah, like the very opening scene of the series are two characters who are not—they're not even tertiary. Yeah, they're just two dudes who are these guards at the White House having like I want to say like a three-minute conversation about yeah. his his stepson. Literally, the first thing in my notes is is talking about that conversation. It, yeah, it, I I love so much that it. It has nothing to do with the show. Nothing. It's just to get you attached to this character. Yeah. You feel like, oh, okay. At first, you're like, what is this? Why am I watching this? And then about 30 seconds in, you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's sentimental. Like, yeah, you, that's you great. You start identifying. I'm glad that you're, you're, you're starting to have that, uh, right? that uh, relationship with your stepson. <laughs> you're, you're starting to be proud of him. And then uh, at the end of the conversation, there's like this fun little back and forth with his partner where he's like, hey, do you need, you need a crying towel or something? And he's like, oh, like you're not always blathering when you know, your dates don't call you back. And it's just like, this is good dialogue for two characters. We don't even know their fucking names or yeah, care about them. Nobody. And then out of nowhere, like a villain attacks the White House and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit starts hitting the fan yeah and it's just it's so good that they're it's a uh, seth uh, uh rogan produces it yeah, him and evan green i think or evan goldberg um, I love so much that he has uh, a, a small part in the show yeah we'll get to that soon too uh, yeah. we can go a little more chronological when we talk about sure. the people who are in it but uh he's been producing some really cool shit he's, oh, yeah? he's had his hand he, he did preacher 
he helped produce Preacher. Uh, he's uh, producing The Boys for Amazon as well. Sweet. And now he's doing this. So he's getting into, and the, these are all, what's kind of cool is they're, they're all from comic books, but they're all from indie publishers. And they're titles that like, man, when, when I was reading The Boys when it first came out as a comic, one of the first thoughts I had was this will never get translated into live really? action. It's so shock value and ridiculous. And it takes, <laughs> it takes so many like established things of super person culture and just makes them disgusting for that whole reason. And you're like, oh, God, I guess, yeah, I guess that might happen if people had that superpower. That's fucking gross, but sure. <laughs> like, there's a scene in The Boys that they took straight from the comics where this chick, is, they have, she's got, you know, like, super strength and someone's going down on her. And she climaxes and crushes his head. <laughs> and it's just like, which then is, has to cover it up, you know? Which is a lot of our fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure that, that that was written from a certain area from the writer. Garth, Garth Ennis, the guy who wrote The Boys, is, is much, he's, he's, he's got a fucked up head <laughs> but i love that that he's you know uh, seth green is taking these uh seth rogan is taking these um these properties and just yeah. being like fuck it you know this is a, clearly a well-made property that's that's hit with a lot of these audiences and these niche groups yeah i wondered if i can take it to the wide audience and it's actually going to work and it, it fucking has Dude, i fucking love when people take that risk yeah because there's so many of us that do enjoy shit that is a little bit off the wall yeah we want to see something new man yeah I'm tired of the same i'm shit. tired of the exact same shit being yeah. played over and over and then like something that disney's finally starting to learn a little bit yeah a little bit they're starting to pick it up i don't want to get too far off tangent here but for but, sure you know I, I appreciate seth rogan for putting this shit out here i like that he's taken the transition i mean don't get me wrong i still want to see him do comedies because yeah. i always liked him but i i like that he's he's transitioning into this more of, of like behind the camera role and putting out really fucking good content even though he's not the main creative person on it i don't remember the name of the guy who's been writing and directing invincible there i think there's two dudes who are, who are kind of in, in charge of the whole thing and gotcha. they're, they're fucking nailing it but yeah. so yeah so so uh, you took the notes so let's let's go based off your notes and, and i'll i'll For nerd sure. out as we're going um so i went into the show with like zero like trailers or like without reading the nice. comics good and good good i'm so glad that i fucking did dude because i knew not what to expect mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. i was like does he get his powers like uh i at first i didn't even know who the fuck omni man was right and uh to learn like that was his dad um that was fucking amazing dude yeah i, I and, and and like <clears throat> every voice actor on that show i was just about to say let's let's start talking about that perfectly cast great cast so yeah. uh steven yoon is invincible and that dude's been fucking nailing it lately what he got oscar nominated recently uh he's been on a couple movies and television shows that have been coming out if you don't know him he's the he was glenn from the walking dead that's probably his yeah. big breakout yeah role. That, that was definitely his big break whenever he left the show there's like a huge uh 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 drop off in watchers or what no no, no. uh there's uh like a pretty big highly viewed uh video of him like saying bye to everybody Aww. and like everyone that was on the cast like comes in kisses him like all the off-scene people off all the off-camera people yeah the and, cat like, say crew, bye yeah. i miss you and Aww. like they all give him a kiss <laughs> like a few of the dudes kiss him on the mouth <laughs> <laughs> like a godfather leaving <laughs> yeah, dude, and like i love that he like kisses them back <laughs> <laughs> he, he, i've seen him a couple interviews he seems like a really sweet dude um he is also uh is someone who loves asian cinema and is 
is has always been a, a big backer of like more Asians getting better roles in, a, in 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 Western cinema. He's maybe one of the first who could do it. Yeah, like he's one of the first Asian dudes I've seen in Hollywood who could get normal roles. Dude, and it's not like the Asian such guy. A big deal. Like, I know, and they, you, you don't know it until you finally really get into the industry. But yeah, there's really just not a lot of Asian actors out there who can escape just being the Asian dude. Same thing with black roles. Like so many. Uh, it's better now. It's better yeah. now. So but like yeah. they were they were talking. Uh, there was a, a big story out where they were like talking about uh, Static Shock being uh, a higher critically acclaimed movie than a black Superman. And it's like, yeah, dude, Static Shock was made as a black dude. Yeah. Like, just let that movie come out instead right. of like trying to force black people into <clears throat> roles that weren't made for them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's That's give why Black some... Panther works so fucking well. Dude, yeah. It's fuck a yeah, dude. Very African inspired film. Yeah. It got all the cultural shit right, got the music right, got the cinematography yeah, right. You know, it, it did. Kendrick Lamar? Fuck yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> it, was, it was a awesome fucking film. I recently rewatched it too and just like, this is a solid movie, man. Yeah, but the only thing I don't like is how quickly they killed Andy Serkis. <laughs> I was just like, I could have used some more Andy Serkis in the film. That's the only thing I didn't like about the movie. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with uh, putting black people in black people roles and like celebrating that, you know? Right, and let's just, I mean, I feel like that's what happens if you just hand the creative controls over to these black creators like Atlanta, you know, Donald yeah. Glover yeah. Is, is such a black show. Dude, Atlanta is one of the fucking best shows I've it's ever seen. It's such an amazing dude series it's well directed acted written shot it's everything about it is solid but as i watch it i i enjoy watching it but as i'm watching it, i'm like this is a ton of black culture i'm just in, in you know in just embracing embracing and, and, and fucking, watching and yeah. stuff but i'm not in my head thinking it's being forced upon me at all it's yeah, not heavy-handed in any yeah. way it's not like oh what if we took black culture to this other situation it's like yeah. no, this is exactly I what they do so much they, they, they try and like make uh, all these black it's forced it's forced mm -hmm. and i i hate that so much like let let people do what they want to do yeah and and don't force their roles or or, yeah. or their, their like yeah acting roles i guess mm. or movie roles what i kind of like about kind of that aspect going back in invincible is that um there's a little shade of that with the asian stuff because when i read the comic i don't think that the mom was asian Oh, uh, yeah? And she's played by Sandra Oh in the series, another yeah. great actor, uh, actress. And um, she is clearly Asian in the show, the mom. And mm -hmm. then by proxy, you know, Mark is half Asian, invincible. Yeah. And I like that they, it's not a, an issue. They just kind of mention it once or twice. And it's just very common. I'm very, so like, glad that he doesn't have like a heavy act Asian accent oh, or sure. that she doesn't. You yeah, know? right. Like sure. that would have been. <laughs> it would have been a little silly. <laughs> Come on. would have been a yeah. little silly. Come on. Uh, and then speaking of the dad, Omni-Man, yeah. uh, played by the amazing J.K. Simmons. Dude. Who nails it. Fucking nails it. Yeah. Dude. And it was funny that you mentioned too, I think it was you who mentioned it, is that like you thought it was great that they drew Omni-Man to look kind of like him from, from Spider-Man, like J. Dude, Jonah. And you know, but when no. I said that, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I, I, it didn't even click that he actually played him. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I figured that's why you were pointing attention to it. I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a funny thought. But yeah. no, that's it's just fortuitous that that's exactly what Omni Man looked like in yeah. the comics. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's just this very like old school manly looking dude. Dude, yeah, like what every man hopes and wishes to look like. Pretty dude. much, like just if you stacked. if you grew up with with masculine movies from like the seventies and eighties, that's yeah. that is what a man looks like to you. Yeah. And, and so like the, the the way that the 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 show is drawn, it reminds me very much of the X Men in the nineties mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like the fucking super awesome guitar solo intro. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. Dude, I I I think that that was like the 
one of the peaks of fucking cartoons for me. Dude, as far as animation goes, it was up there, and it was it was another one of those things where it's like you wouldn't think that that would get made for the time, or that that would get right. Greenlit, you yeah, know? I, like, I definitely think that like that might so have true been, to the comics too. <laughs> might have been made in the wrong time. I think it would have like if that were to come out right now, that would have been fucking even booming. bigger. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it did well back then, but it, it would, definitely did well. But it would have never gotten canceled or more. anything. Yeah, it deserves for sure. more for sure. So, uh, yeah, so we've got J.K. Simmons as his dad. We've got Sandro as his mom. We've got Steven Yoon. Uh, we eventually get his love interest played by Zazie Beetz, speaking of uh, yeah. Atlanta, who's amazing. Yeah, Fuck, she's man, great she is, in Atlanta. She is so gorgeous, dude. She's one of those chicks where it's just like, I hate how attractive I think she is. <sighs> yeah. Every time I'm watching her, I'm just like, I want to appreciate you for your acting, but I kind of just can't stop staring at every part of right. your body. Right? Yeah. Dude, you can... <laughs> and not just the body, the face. She's gorgeous. Her but it's just like everything gorgeous, about dude. her is fucking yeah. perfect. Just so Hate perfect. It. <laughs> it's like... It's like were... Oh, man. When she played Domino. Oh, my God. I was just glad that she was wearing something form-fitting with cleavage. Mm. It's just like, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. It wasn't even a sexy outfit. She just, she just rocked it. <laughs> um, so anyway, not to get too far it, off. It, it's so funny that you say thank you because like, there's definitely strangers uh, that I've seen uh, throughout the day. And it's just like, I want to tell you. I'll, how do I tell you thank you for making my day just without sounding like a pervert? <laughs> I, do you know what I always do? Um, as someone, and this generally works, you compliment one tiny thing about them. Okay. You either say, oh, those glasses are really pretty, or, oh, that, the pattern on your dress. Never say the dress itself is pretty, because then that makes it obvious you're t- taking a look at her body. Sure. You always be like, oh, I really love that floral pattern. I used yeah. to watch a lot of Bravo. I don't care how gay this makes me sound. I don't give a fuck. Well, it, it, I, it's pushed you to at least make conversation. I change the direction <laughs> that I'm walking, <laughs> so I don't even cross paths. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not quite at that step yet. Right. Yeah. Start watching Bravo. Okay. Um, no. So I used to watch Bravo all the time, and they would yeah. run a lot of like these like America's Next Top Model or like fashion design shows. I would watch hours of that shit. I don't know why. I, I like to blame the drugs, but I don't think that's what it was. I just watched a lot of that stuff and it's made a lot of uh, possible icebreakers for women gotcha. because they know more about fashion than we do inherently. And so I'll, I'll be able to, you know, like talk to a pretty girl wearing something nice because I actually know the cut of what she's wearing, you know? My dad <laughs> told me that every hour of Bravo I watched, I lost an inch of my penis. So... Maybe yeah. you just have that much to burn. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I started off touching the floor, so <laughs> I had to do something. It was getting obnoxious. Yeah, you couldn't afford the surgery. So. <laughs> okay, so so Dude, we get into it. So first episode. Mm-hmm. Very down to earth. Aside from the opening, we yeah. got that huge White House, crazy cool opening where we get established to our superhero world. Yeah. But then it immediately gets grounded with Mark, with yeah. our main character. Which I loved. I loved that I still kept interest because the dialogue's so good. Dude, the dialogue is so fucking good. The conversation like, with his mom where, like, you know, she's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really sad that you've got your powers now and I'm, I'm losing. Like, I've, I've never been able to really identify with your father. Yeah. Now I'm not going to be able to identify with you. And we've always been close. And he's like, well, you know, you're normal, mom. And, you're just like, and she's just, like, heartbroken. But then no, yeah, like, <laughs> so he says it very disrespectfully. He's yeah. Like, he's like, you're... Um, uh, I don't know. Something how, about you, like you blend in or something. Yeah, like, like you're unnoticeable. Yeah, <laughs> or something like and that. And she's like, "Ouch!" And then yeah. I, I love it because they wrap it up nicely. And he's like, "No, no, no! I love that. You know, like I get to be normal with you." Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, good. I'm glad that I have my asshole son." And it's just <laughs> such it's a sweet, so real sweet. moment. I, I, I teared up at multiple parts of the show, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to the other half of the season with the next episode. But you want to talk about some fucking tear jerking moments? Yeah. So. Uh, so we, we get the establishment and then the end of that first episode. Dude, end of the first episode 
definitely set the tone for the rest of the fucking season. God, yes. So I love so much a good gory cartoon. <laughs> like I know, I know, cartoons uh, are supposed to be seen as like for kids, but I love a cartoon that'll cuss, like and, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, uh, that can be a little gory and like be very adult. I I, I love the silliness uh, on top of the very extreme, like gory fucking. Adult shit. Almost kill Bill shit. <laughs> yeah. And so now we'll start getting into some spoilers. We, we got a little f- into it without being able to spoil anything. But yeah. we'll probably be getting into some spoilers here soon. So the first episode, you get introduced to, obviously, your main character, Mark, yeah. and his family and Omni-Man and all these people. But and the initial scene is the Guardians of the Globe, yeah. which is clearly an amalgamation of the Justice League. Yeah. There's some Marvel influence there, but it's mostly the Justice League. A little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, but more Justice League. Right. Uh, just because, yeah, they're more of a team. It's all all the same archetypes yeah. you've got your aquaman type but he's just a fish dude yeah i loved the fish guy <laughs> i love too that at the end of the episode so they they introduce the team the team uh, including omni-man which is not normally a part of the guardians he's kind of his own freelance dude. yeah imagine if superman worked for himself was never a part of the justice right League, but still helped out yeah and so still they saved Tons of lives. Yeah, but just didn't do it officially, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we get a really good introduction to them. Then we go through the episode. And then in the mid credit scene, which every episode has a mid credit scene, make sure you wait for it because it's sure. one of the best scenes it. of the yeah. fucking episodes. Um, it's we, the main part of the episode on some episodes. We get this great montage scene of all of these Guardians getting the call to action. Yeah. And like <laughs> like the Red Rush, Red Rush is our Flash character. He's yeah. this Russian dude who's having a picnic with his wife. Yeah. And you know, he like all of a sudden disappears for half a second, goes to stop a villain and then comes back mid-sentence and he's accidentally wearing a suit. You know, very yeah. classic Flash moment and she's yeah. like, come on, pay attention. And he's like, I do. You know, every Every moment is agonizing, but you, I hang on every word, and it's just so sweet. Yeah. It's a good like, like you really like. Oh yeah, I guess you know. Again, fuck. the dialogue just really fucking draws you in. And Such like, good exposition yeah. without it clearly being exposition. Yeah. And then they go to like, oh dude, War Woman. War Woman had one of my favorite Which lines. Is Wonder Woman. <laughs> she clearly. What someone pointed out, she's she's a combination of Wonder Woman and Thor. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, she clearly yeah, yeah. is. I didn't notice that at first. For sure. Um, much more Wonder Woman, obviously. Yeah. But uh, she is like some CEO of some tech company and she's mm-hmm. walking out and her assistant is following her and she's like uh, you know we our, our stock went way the fuck up and you know the new program is killing it and she's like it was supposed to be for free you know it's supposed to help bring the world together not like yeah. make money and and you know i guess this assistant like, knows fuck profits Right, and I guess this assistant knows that she's War Woman because she just changes right in front of her because she's getting the call, and she, the assistant's like, don't you do enough for the world? And fucking War Woman's line literally gave me chills, and she's like, none of us do. She takes the fuck off. Fuck I was like, yeah, God dude. damn, yes. I recycled that day. Right? <laughs> that is one of the best hero lines I've yeah. ever heard, and I read a bunch of fucking comics, man. Yeah, dude, that was he's a great fucking line. So dude. quick and to the point, and then they go to the fish dude, and he's just chilling out by himself <laughs> in like deserted Atlantis, just like, ugh. He's just like tapping his foot, and then all of a sudden he gets a call. He's like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) There's like fish swimming around him, and just like he's fucking fucking less of a fuck. Yeah, fucking loved that dude. Yeah, dude. And so they all show up at Guardians headquarters, and of course, uh, their Batman is the last one to show up, Darkwing, which is so hard to hear his name and not think Darkwing Duck. (laughs) (laughs) But Darkwing shows up, and he's a great. I'm glad I fucking had that thought too, dude. Yeah, I fucking love it. Well, I mean, Darkwing Duck was just you know a a version of Batman and and Dick Tracy anyway. So, (laughs) 
so no, uh, Darkwing shows up and he's... A little bit of Donald Duck, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so he shows up uh, and I always always thought more Scrooge McDuck. There you go. You know, there he's got the, yeah. the, the fortune. Yeah. The <laughs> anyway. dead parents. <laughs> <laughs> if Scrooge McDuck's parents were killed, he would have been Darkwing. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Hanging from a Chinese restaurant. like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, dude. He would have been Peking Bat. Um, so, no. Anyway. So, uh, Darkwing shows up and they're all like, hey, what's the, what, what's the call for? And he's like, I didn't give the call. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Red Rush just gets this quick, like, yeah. Spidey sense and goes and pushes Immortal, which is pretty much their Superman. Yeah, like Omni Man is the Superman of this world, but they have a very heavy hitter, and it's the Immortal. Which I, I don't want to give away too much, but the give Immortal, it, it. Uh, Immortal has got a great storyline. Fucking awesome. You you get some of it in this first season, but I yeah. it, you get a flash hint of what they're going to do with him more in the first season, and, and from the comics, I know that his story gets greater and greater. I don't I don't remember which episode it is that that does the whole uh, like flashbacks that he has. Yeah. Yeah, because he's called immortal for a reason. He's yeah. he's an immortal character. He's been around for forever. He's, he's hundreds of years old. It's funny that he has the exact same superpowers that uh, fucking Wolverine. Uh, yeah, he's he, and well, looks exactly like Wolverine. Yes and no, because he can fly and he's he's oh, super true. powered. So true. he's he's and a he mix have between the claws, but he's immortal. right. He's a mix between Wolverine and Superman. Okay. Like if you were to somewhere meet in the middle, you'd yeah. have immortal because he's not he's not nearly as strong as as uh, Superman, but he's he's way more effective than Wolverine for sure. You know. For so sure. anyway, but he's kind of an, a, a connection of both. Yeah, has uh, the same facial hair. Very much the, the lot of the design too. Yeah, and so in uh, an early X Men fucking outfit too. Yeah, like he's the got the same color scheme, the yellow yeah. and the blue. That's yeah. true. Never thought about it. And so there's a scene, or th- that scene happens, and you know Red Rush pushes him out of the way right as Omni Man is about to fucking obliterate him. Yeah, and Omni Man just comes in and starts fighting all of them to the death with literally no explanation. Yeah, at all. And what I loved, I mean, there's there's a million things to love about that scene. Aside from just how good the animation and the action is. Um, so fucking good. But they they start off and, you know, he's kind of going toe-to-toe. He's, he's a little bit on the ropes. And he quickly establishes the first person he needs to kill is Red Rush. Mm-hmm. Because this speedster is, is literally, he's about to kill one or two of them and, and, and Red Rush saves them. And yeah. so <laughs> he catches Red Rush. I love that quick shot, too, where Red Rush hits him a couple times. And then he actually, on the, on the hit that he catches, he hits him first. Yeah. He hits him and then he catches the fucking fist. Yeah, like, before oh, he can retract his punch. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls him in. And he starts crushing his head, Oof. and it's just so good. And it's it's right when you that's when the gore starts. Yeah, that sets the tone for the rest of the show. Because don't get me wrong, they'd had some semi adult moments in the dialogue yeah. and some of the the you know the the context of what they're doing is adult. But there had been no gore. Mm-hmm. There'd been no. I don't think there'd been any deaths in the show up until then. No deaths for sure in that episode. Yeah. And again, all, it's heavily, all the innocent people were saved. Yeah, everybody it's, was saved. It's heavily based on Marvel and DC, so it's a bright. The animation is very nice you know uh, i mean aside from being detailed and kind of realistic it's very bright and colorful yeah. you know there's no grin grunginess or dinginess anywhere and so you're like expecting this somewhat you know pg-13 fight yeah and he starts like his eyeball pops out dude and so it starts to pop out mm. which is like realistic it's <laughs> very realistic and slow oh. and so like he, he's squeezing the shit out of uh red, red Rush. rush's head while while he's Breaking Red Rush. his own wrist. Yeah, he's like, trying because at first he's punching him, and you can even see the the costume getting like deteriorated, yeah. and and Omni Man's chest becoming red and bruised. Yeah. But he just won't stop, and then eventually the 
they cut back to the hands and they're just broken. Dude, they're and, broken. And the, he's the, punching with they're his... They're just dangling yeah. by the wrists. But like, he, you <sighs> can see that he's doing damage and Omni-Man starts to fucking uh, bleed, bleed out of his the, mouth. The mouth. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. And then you, you see Red Rush's eyes start to fucking pop out. And, and that's when the eye does come out. Yeah, eye does come out. And, <laughs> and then the Hulk head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking crushes the head. And what I loved about that is right at the first death is when the soundtrack cuts out. Yeah. I fucking... That was so smart. Yeah. You just have this really dark, like, brooding soundtrack as you're like, wait, why is Omni-Man fighting the the, the Guardians? And then yeah. all of a sudden he kills one of them and then just no soundtrack dude, anymore. And my it's jaw just literally effects. dropped when he killed him, dude. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I thought the show was going in a completely different direction. Yeah. Like and I said, I, I, I had no uh, introduction to this at all. So, like, I... I was completely lost, and it was amazing. It was so smart because even now, you know, you get into the, the show a few episodes past that, and you start to get a taste of like, oh, okay, this is going to be something that happens yeah. often. Yeah. But they did. They, they were so smart with that first episode to save it for that last minute. It was great. Just save it. And so he does, he fucking mows through. Don't get me wrong, they put up a fight, but he just mows down the Guardians. Oh, yeah. And then passes the fuck out because they beat the shit out of him, They too. did beat the shit out of him. He fought, like, how many people? There was six of them, I think. Six? six? Well, yeah. <laughs> he really only got a fight out of three of them. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was one of my like favorite flies. things with Darkwing. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, yeah. Darkwing gets it probably the worst. Oh, Red Rush got it the worst, but Darkwing is just so clear because he's he's Batman. He's, he's Batman. He's just a dude he's a black with Batman. gadgets. He's intelligent. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know. Talks just like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that deep, raspy voice. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, his little scene beforehand when he gets called uh, was a cool scene. He's like trapping a couple bad guys on the yeah. rooftop. One thing they don't talk about is what I thought was really cool from the comics uh, in his city. Uh, which I want to say he doesn't get called to that first. In the comic, I don't think he dies right away because I, I remember more content with him. Maybe okay. they just did, a, did more establishment before. Gotcha. But I know that his city, which is basically their version of Gotham, is always in night. One of his villains cool. was magic, and uh, his last thing before he died. <laughs> <So> the Joker. <laughs> well, no, like well, real magic, like okay. you know, like Ra's al Ghul level magic, oh, okay. or like you know, even more, more than that. Uh, gotcha. As he was fighting one of his villains, the villain cursed his city to always be in night. Oh, and wow. like Darkwing eventually was like, "Dude, this is this is my this time." Is like, yeah, <laughs> like it's perfect. <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> I blend in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that was a really cool aspect. It was like, man, why haven't they done that to? Gotham yet they can't yeah. now because they'd be stealing the idea but that's right. fucking brilliant um, it's it's so awesome when almost I don't want to say knockoff but like when when they the have a better idea yeah has a better idea than mm -hmm. what you fucking do as right. an original that's where someone at DC was like maybe we should get Kirkman to write our Batman books <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was I always in the I remember him staying longer and and I remember some they, they haven't changed a lot I've noticed a lot of the, the show is very true to the comic that's awesome and one thing I enjoyed that they did change was in the comic Omni-Man literally mowed through the Guardians. They didn't put up any fight. In yeah. fact, every single one of their deaths except the Immortals was all one panel where they just started losing their heads Damn. one by one. I think Red Rush is first. And all of them are like, what the fuck is going on? And then they'd lose their head. Yeah, and which just, is how Immortal died. Yeah. And so they didn't even see who was doing it because he was moving too fast. And yeah. Immortal was the only one who could kind of catch a glimpse. And he, he did do the whole why right before he got his head chopped off yeah. too. Which and he then, doesn't answer. Yeah, he doesn't. And he... 
you don't know for a long time, uh, which is one of the great things about the fucking series. For literally you're... 10 hours, yeah. you do not know. You don't really know. So, so moving past how amazing that first episode is, we get into the second one, and Omni-Man's fucked up, so Invincible kind of has to step up. Yeah. And uh, I think the second episode is where we get Alan the Alien, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen yeah. gets his, uh, his single role in the season so far. Because he doesn't, he only pops up in the one episode. Or does he pop up later on? I think he pops in in two total. I think. I think later on in the series, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays Alan like the Alien. Maybe the ninth, I think. Yeah, one of the most likable characters from any comic book I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> I I remember reading the comic, and every time I knew Alan was going to pop up, I was like, "Yes, Alan the Alien is going to be in this episode." I love it. Um, so I'm really glad that they chose him. He did a good job with the voice. Uh, it's it's a hard voice to hate, you know. Yeah, he's just a likable <laughs> dude, no matter what. And it, was, it was perfect casting for Alan. Yeah, he, he, like even when they're before they like establish like a truce or uh, a friendship or whatever. Uh, yeah, everything he's saying is fucking awesome and hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you shaved your mustache." And it's just like, <laughs> uh, so the 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 origin to Alan is that he's an alien who will fly into Earth's orbit every once in a while, just from out of nowhere. Um, and fight Omni-Man, and yeah. they just go toe-to-toe -to -toe for a little while, and you kind of get the impression from when Omni-Man is talking about it with Mark um, that he kind of gets a kick out of it. Like, he's yeah. like Omni-Man is like, oh, you know, we just kind of tussle a little bit. I toss him back into space. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of a cool shade of Omni-Man, especially right after you see him lay out a bunch of good guys. You're like, oh, oh okay, maybe he's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so confused because, yeah, uh, he talks nothing about it. Yeah. Like, he, says, he claims to remember nothing yeah. and uh, not know how he ended up there and how everyone else died and yeah. how he ended up being the only one surviving yeah. oh man and so getting into that storyline cecil which is our cecil stedman the character is is pretty much their version of nick fury which um, is one of my fucking favorite characters of the whole show dude i love cecil His and they did a great and job cut dryness dude and so he's one of those dudes who he's nick fury from the comics if, if more than any other nick fury because don't get me wrong i like samuel jackson i like what they've done with him and i liked yeah. you know his role in How the can marvel you not movies. like him in anything exactly he's just great but he's not quite the nick fury i know from the comics gotcha. the nick, I, the, my favorite nick fury moment that i can think of off the top of my head is this moment that i love during secret invasion which i don't want to say too much for people who are big marvel fans because that's actually the next phase of marvel is the secret invasion storyline but in the comic it was these aliens called the scrolls which they've showed in captain marvel how they can shapeshift they can take the appearance of pretty much whoever they fucking want and in some cases i think some of them can even take their powers if they do something oh you know? yeah so there was the the Super Scroll ended up, ended up getting all of the uh, Fantastic Four's powers in just him. And so there's some scrolls who can do shit like that, right? But anyway, they're a big invasion force. They left their planet because it was dying, and their religion told them that Earth was theirs for the taking. Oh, like wow. it just, you know, their religion somehow, their god was like, you'll find this one planet, you know, you'll have to battle for it, but it's fucking yours. And so they come like zealots, dude. They're fucking creepy. Which is the American dream. Right, I know. <laughs> there's some really interesting writing in in that storyline where you're like you see parallels to some real world shit in there and it's it was most terrifying because they're doing these like terrorist type attacks on superheroes oh, where they'll assume a role of a superhero walk into like the fucking Justice League and kill a bunch of them you know wow. and right before they do they kept having this line that all of their soldiers were saying which was something along I can't remember the exact line but it was Allah like Akbar. no it was it literally <laughs> no it was way, like dude. they would be like like our god loves you oh man yeah. dude that yeah. is heavy yeah it was some good writing some oh, dark fucked up man. shit and so they're having this big battle finally at the end of it and they're having the big fight with all the scrolls and the super scroll is about to kill nick fury he's like Ooh. he's he's already defeated a couple of nick's superheroes and, and fury is of course a dude like he's a badass but he's yeah. a dude yeah. 
he's, he's a mortal. Yeah, he's a mortal guy. Yeah. And so um, he's, he's right about to kill Nick Fury, but Nick Fury's got something up his sleeve and we don't know what yet. And uh, the, the scroll gives him the line. He's like, our God loves you. And he's like, oh, not your God, Nick Fury. He's like, my God carries a hammer. And then he looks up and Thor's coming at him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. And just one of the best Nick Fury lines. Like, that's Nick Fury. That's Fuck the Nick yeah. Fury I know where he's always yeah. got something up his sleeve, somebody who owes him something that he's yeah. going to have kick your ass. Dude, one of, one of my favorite things uh, about Cecil is that, like, He's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to stop you, Omni-Man, but I'm going to fucking slow you down. Long enough for this one thing that I think might stop you. Yeah. And that he took Omni-Man on. Like, yeah. all he's got is a teleporter and a gun. Yeah. And I don't want to get too much into the, the later for part sure, of the season. But sure, so, yeah. so they introduced Cecil, which, by the way, I want to mention this, is one of my favorite fucking actors who I did not recognize throughout the entire series. Yeah. I watched the whole show not knowing who Cecil was because I didn't look at the cast list. And it ends up being Walton Goggins, who is one of my favorite fucking actors. He. Right. he I, I almost thought it was Mike Judge at first. Because <laughs> he's got that kind of voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Mike Judge doing his own fucking voice instead of Funny like, enough, both yeah. hillbillies. <laughs> um, Walden Goggins is known for Educated playing a hillbillies. hillbillies. True, yeah. true, true. Very intelligent hillbillies. Um, but, you know, Walton Goggins is known for playing a hillbilly, so I didn't recognize the accent because he yeah. doesn't have one. He's just speaking like a normal, you know. Exactly. He's, got, he's, he's a little gruff because he's got yeah. that, I think, from the scar. Which is fucking great for the character. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's perfect. I like that it's not a cool scar. You know, it's not a fucking eye patch or something. It's fucking mangled yeah. face. Mangled face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a fucking sagging, ugly face. But and as far like, as I remember in the comics, cool. they don't tell you how that happened to him. It's fucking keep it secret. I love it. So Cecil's one of my favorite characters. Uh, if you don't know Walton Goggins, he's, he's gotten more fame over the last few years, but he was from Sons of Anarchy. He was from uh, Justified is where I got to really know him and love his work. Uh, more lately, he was uh, in Hateful Eight. He was one of the better characters from that. Um, but just awesome Great actor. Movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the inmate from Predators, the one that jumps on the back of the Predator, stabbing his neck. What is he like? Take it, you alien faggot, or something like that. <laughs> I remember him having the alien faggot line. He's <laughs> just like, God damn it, Walton, you fucking hilarious Fuck bastard. Yeah, dude. If that's not America, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or at least the South. Oh man. So again, but you know, more great casting with the show. Um, yeah. And so he's an awesome character. They introduced him, Damien Darkblood, which I don't remember him from the comic. I think Damien Darkblood, the demon detective, is another addition just for the show. Yeah. Awesome character. Great he's like fucking character. halfway between Hellboy and Batman and the question. Yeah. You know, he's like yeah, this detective I saw a, demon. A lot of uh, resemblance to Hellboy, but mm. like <laughs> fat, overweight. Yeah, I love that he's fat. I love that he's like a chubby, like, like yeah. old school demon, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that's what they were painted like in the Victorian age. Well, you know? uh, also, like an uh, old school detective. Like mm -hmm. that, like no fitness went into police work. True, true, true. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm here for clues, not for for gains. Um, he's an awesome character, voiced by Clancy Brown, who's an old school actor. He's been in a million things, Highlander, yeah, dude, and a bunch of other shit. There's not one voice actor that I would change in this whole show, dude. Even like like the guy who plays Donald, which is um, uh, Cecil's like right hand man. He's some I've never heard of him before, but he nails the role, and I oh, love dude. his character. He's yeah. just a fucking cool character. And so, yeah, second episode, we get a little more of the world. You mm -hmm. know, Mark, Mark he, he steps up and he starts taking his role as Invincible. Dude, when the dad starts teaching him, like, uh, how to punch mm -hmm. and, like, how they start, like, mentioning physics and everything into everything. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It was, mm -hmm. like, so cool. He's like, 
you don't have to pivot off your feet anymore, dude. Yeah. You can pivot off of literally anything because you can fly. Yeah. Like it, it starts going over my head and it's It's really awesome. great because they they finally address some stuff that a lot of comics don't. They yeah. just never really talk about, well, how is it that Superman changes trajectory midair or yeah. shit like that? And so he's like, yeah, we create our own force. That's yeah. why we can fly. So therefore, we can just pivot off whatever the fuck we, we want. You can punch off of everything. You don't yeah. have to punch off your toes anymore. Yeah, you can create force just from fucking whenever you want. Yeah. And so it explains why he's able to knock the shit out of things midair whenever he needs to. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, so it's a lot of cool. You get a lot of the exposition. And again, you know, shit that I think any other show would stumble with and probably try to get through really quickly. They take their time. They took their time. You get it was them, like the whole second episode, dude. Yeah, and, and it's like you get a lot of good father-son moments with Mark and, and uh, Nolan. Nolan is his, Nolan his is the dad's actual man. name. Yeah. Um, and so, and it, which you need because, you know, knowing where the series goes... And I tried so hard not to ruin anything for people because not only were you watching it, you know, sooner than or later than sooner, but I was also talking to some other people who were getting on board pretty early and who had no idea because this is a relatively smaller property. Nobody I, really knew about Invincible before the show hit. I'm so glad I got into it when there was nine episodes deep so I could fucking binge it. True. Yeah, it is something that if you haven't watched it yet, be happy that you can catch the whole first season now because you're going to, yeah. there's a couple cliffhangers. I was willing to lose sleep on a work night just to watch all the fucking episodes. Dude. Yeah. It was, it was that good. Not, not, not only that I was willing, I, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I had to watch every fucking episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really fun to binge and the animation going back to that, not only does it look exactly like the comic, maybe not as detailed because they just couldn't possibly shove that much detail into animation without, you know, being a major motion picture budget every episode, yeah. but they, they just did such a good job of capturing the style, which you need because some of the action sequences are so crazy They're great, man. and they did a great job of animating them. Uh, so, so we, we get to the third episode. What do you, what do you have as far as your notes? Third episode, I, well, I don't remember if it's the second or third episode where uh, he meets Adam Eve. Oh, yeah, Adam Eve, yeah. Uh, who, Jillian Jacob, Jacobs, Gillian Jacobs, she's from Community, she's been in a few things. Yeah. I like the actress a lot. She's not hugely known, but I like her a lot. She does a good job. So, he meets pretty much the replacements for uh, the Guardians. Right, the teen team. <laughs> team, <Yeah>. team. <laughs> Which, Almost teen titans. <laughs> funny enough, they're way more based off the Doom Patrol. If you know uh, people who either watch the show or, or know comics well enough, they're really heavily based off Doom Patrol. Again, another DC team, so very yeah. DC-oriented. But yeah, great, great versions of those characters. Rex, Rex Splode. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I forget the actor's name, but he's been in a million things. He's, he's a really good comedic actor. He's hilarious in everything that he plays. Uh, uh, yeah, he played Feinstein from uh, Parks and Rec, and he was uh, he had a character on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine for a long time. I don't think he's had a role where he's not off the wall, right? Crazy, yeah, but he fulfills it so well. Yeah, I feel like this is probably his most grounded character <laughs> out of all the shit I've seen him play. This is actually his most the superhero who can make shit explode is his most grounded character, who right? also is very egotistical and an asshole. Yeah, who so, also like has a foursome. <laughs> that's <laughs> true with on with one girl. <laughs> Make sense of that, right? <laughs> um, that's a great reveal. They did yeah. that exactly like they did in the comic too, which that's I love. That's fucking loved. awesome. And he's like, it didn't mean anything. And he's like, they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> she's not the original. Uh, one of the superheroes on the team is uh, Duplicate. Yeah, and duplicate. she's she's their version of Multiple Man. She can just multiply yeah. herself. Uh, but aside from that, she doesn't have powers either. So a lot of duplicates die in battle. It's one of Very the best things. Gorely. Too. Yeah, it's one of the best things about the comic is that they always took advantage of a fight scene with duplicate to kill a lot of duplicates yeah. in fun ways. You know, yeah. I always felt like uh, Kirkman was like, "Oh, and this time let's have her 
split in half. You uh, know? <laughs> exactly. Always oh, finding different ways to kill Kate. Uh, different angles to split her in half. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's try at this angle now. Um, so duplicate can it can multiply herself. Yeah. And uh, originally Rex Splode is going out with Adam Eve, and they're kind of like the, the cute little little couple on the team. Yeah. And uh, he she gets very intimidated by Invincible, Invincible which yeah. who wouldn't be? You know, right. I mean, yeah. he's got a perfect power set. He's like the you know he's he's Omni Man's son. He's I don't Omni think anyone with the perfect body <laughs> right if he's not too bulky he's, he's just it's fucking tight yeah, exactly <laughs> and so uh him and eve hit it off i think they even ended up, they're, they're going to the same high school i love too that they address how eve is got her same name she, yeah her name is eve she doesn't wear a mask and yet yeah. somehow no one ever recognizes her and she they actually talk about it in the episode too they're like well you know it's this it's a hiding in plain sight thing people just don't think you're a superhero until they see you flying around there's two different episodes where, where uh they they reference that it's uh one of the early ones, uh, like you said, mm-hmm. and then uh, later on, I think it was like season or episode eight or nine, where they're like, where he's telling uh, Invincible's best friend and his girlfriend. Uh, he's, oh, that his dad is Omni Man. Yeah, yeah. Right. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the guardians, and she, they're like, oh yeah, you're duplicate, right? And she's like, no, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't remember that part. That's fucking great. Yeah, uh, man. So yeah, so there's. The, I like that they again. They're taking this trope of the superhero genre and they're actually addressing it in a smart, realistic way. Yeah. It's like okay, that makes sense. Um, the super, the Superman Clark Kent dilemma. Yeah, of just a pair of glasses can sometimes be all it takes. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious, yeah, because the dude that played Superman in the latest Superman movies mm-hmm. uh, stood under the bill board and like it was a, it was a I guess a promo for the movie mm-hmm. and like he was oh that's right Kevil yeah nobody yeah. recognized nobody him. recognized him dude. nobody <laughs> yeah fucking hilarious and it's, it, it kind of I mean like he's proven a fucking point right yeah. there there's another line that is really awesome kind of pointing out those kind of things that everyone's like oh but why wouldn't someone notice like well but yeah. nobody ever pays attention to that shit yeah. uh, Invincible in the comic that they haven't done in the show yet and I'm, I'm hoping that they I'm sure they will because it's such an awesome uh, thing that they reference in the comic a few times is that uh, no one ever looks up and they're oh, talking yeah. about with like flying around and like superheroes are always flying and stuff. It's like, but yeah, but nobody ever looks up. Nobody ever just looks at the sky. True. And it's like, you, you know, that's a good point. Nobody ever just stares upwards. Like right. there, there could be people flying around all the fucking time. I'd never right. really notice unless it was on the horizon. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's another cool thing I'm hoping they bring into it. But yeah, so so we get uh, we get the the new guardians. They do the that's right the the tryouts, which is yeah. an awesome. The awesome tryouts scene. is a fucking awesome scene, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get Robot, who's played by Zachary Quinto. He, uh, who's uh, the Role that I uh, recognized him from immediately was uh, American Horror Story. Okay, I didn't yeah. know he was on American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah, he's on. American I've only Horror seen a couple Horror seasons. Uh, he's on uh, the one that's uh, Asylum. I don't remember if it's season one or two. I never watched Asylum. That yeah, was, so, I think, the second or third because the first season is the Madhouse or Monster House or something where it's yeah. the haunted house. Yeah. So like, he looks exactly <clears throat> like my uncle. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, and there are. Uh, Zachary Quinto can be a creepy guy. Dude, yeah. <laughs> They're both fucking, like, very well-spoken uh, guys. Yeah. And it, it's, it, <laughs> the resemblance is fucking crazy, dude. That's cool. Like, He's yeah. a good-looking guy, too. He's so good for your uncle. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Those well, perfectly big eyebrows. Except for you Maybe that's did. where you get it from. <laughs> uh, was that the uncle who died? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's Damn. all good. Oh, well. <laughs> that's funny. Flashback. Um, so, Quinto, he plays Robot. Uh, yeah. He does a great job with it. I recognize him because of the voice as Spock, because that's literally his Spock voice, just that okay. very monotone, you know, informative, clear-spoken voice. Gotcha. I never saw that. You never saw the Star Wars, Star no, Trek movies? No. The new ones? They're really good. 
good. The J.J. Really? Abrams, the first one's really good. And then they kind of fall off a little bit each time, but they're still pretty decent. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he you know he, he got a lot of fame for that. And you know, of course, Heroes. That's why I'm so happy that we're doing this, is so I can like absorb so much more content than like, I, outside of my comfort zone. I know so much random shit as you know, because that's where you know we talked about before how you know I don't seem like a nerd sometimes. Yet, I'll, you know, you get me ranting. I know a lot of nerdy shit. Like I said, you're you're so much of an outlier. Like you, <laughs> I'm glad. You, you you like to not. Well, I don't know. You go back and forth and like claiming nerd and not. But you, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's still. I'm used to nerd being a bad thing. Gotcha. It only has become a cool thing in the last five or so years. Dude, it's and not even then, just been a cool thing. It's like a sexy thing now. Kind of, but that's all faux nerd shit. That's yeah. not real. I wore a calculator watch one time, and it definitely got me a pussy one time. <laughs> She's like, "You're such a nerd. Let's go to your place." <laughs> <laughs> it must be nice. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that's, that's when I had abs. <laughs> Which no real nerds do. Let's right? Exactly, dude. <laughs> clearly someone didn't know the fucking difference. That's another thing, too, man. When I was on dating apps way back, thankfully, fucking, ugh, I hate dating apps. Yeah. But you'd see so, so shallow, dude. Well, not only that, but you'd see so many chicks who were like, nerdy, you know, like, oh, I love DC and Marvel. It's like, no, bitch, you watch some movies. Yeah. Like, let's talk DC and Marvel and yeah. see how much. Yeah. You like Heroes for Hire? Do yeah. you like fucking Iron Fist? Do you like. <laughs> Ask them one question that's not in a DC movie. Exactly. Or Marvel right, movie. You know? Yeah. Who's the question? Yeah. <laughs> is that a question? Um, <laughs> Are you rapping at me right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> What's a mother box? Um, so back to Invincible. Uh, so we, we get we get the Guardians, the new Guardians. We get their uh, Monster Girl. Monster Girl's a great addition. Dude, I love she's her. so great. So fucking cool. Uh, I don't know who does her voice. I think probably just a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, uh, her, her character is such an awesome backstory. So she's a little girl who looks probably like 12, 14 at best, and she turns into a giant big ogre looking monster a dude by the yeah. way <laughs> which yeah. i love like clearly a dude monster yeah it's and like then, <laughs> very clearly two different voices <laughs> yeah uh and it was a curse that had, that had been put on her that they eventually explained that every time she changes into the monster she gets a little younger yeah and she's actually like in her mid-20s she's 27 I think. <laughs> yeah yeah and it just sucks because everyone like at, like at one point she's like what do you think it's like for me to date either i get freaks who like the way i look or you know like the exact opposite where they just want to run for the hills yeah <laughs> it's just, yeah it's kind of a sad but yeah, also kind how of can funny you be character. a good person in like data <laughs> right Can't, mm. but so robot <laughs> becomes immediately attracted to her yeah um dude and the characters are so great eventually we'll get back because i think it's the later half of the uh, season where we get more into robot yeah but, you know they they immediately establish that there's more to robot than meets the eye which yeah, i liked a lot right off the bat uh you see like a huge attraction from robot to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's mostly you think, oh, maybe he's like, you know, Caesar Powers as some kind of advantage or something. Because yeah. they, they keep you second guessing on robot pretty much through the whole season. Yeah. You're, you you know, clearly he's established as a good guy. You don't know where his intentions are. Yeah, never. And even when he's seemingly doing evil shit or some shady shit, you're like, oh, this this might be for the better good. You right. know, like he's he's got some wheels turning that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've got, we've got uh, robot, multicate. Uh, at Rexplode. Robot uh, is the first robot I've ever seen with a man bun. Oh, yeah, he does have a kind of man <laughs> bun going on. It's an interesting design, and it, it clearly, like, again, with Doom Patrol, it's very heavily based on the the character from Doom Patrol, who's gotcha. a, a robot, or I think a cyborg, uh, who now Brendan Fraser is playing that character in the show. Hilarious, Good because for him. he's a bald guy with long hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we have uh, Rexplode, Multicade, Monster Girl, Adam Eve, and they were gonna invite Invincible on, but he 
pulled the Omni Man role. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I want to be. I want to be independent. Lone Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't actually really work out for him that great a couple times. No, he's like, help. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and again, putting realism into your comic book world in the best ways. So they're in, in that episode, I believe, uh, the, or the one right before or after, they get an alien invasion. Yeah. Or even like a yeah. para, uh, paradimensional invasion. That's either the second or third episode. Yeah, where this, this force comes in and they just start laying out downtown, whatever the city they're in is. And uh, Invincible shows up first on the scene. He's like, yeah, cool. Gonna save the day. Yeah. And he goes to save this old lady. And as he's flying away from the scene. <laughs> so first of all, he just sees like these civilians just getting mowed down. Yeah. It starts off and you're like, oh, another big action sequence. Yeah. And immediately the civilians are just getting not, annihilated. Not your Marvel movies. No, you're seeing blood and guts from yeah. just these random people screaming. And you think, oh, he'll stop that. Nope, dead. Exactly. Dozens of people just dead immediately. Yeah. And so he's seeing the shit go down and he's already like like you know freaking out traumatized yeah panicking and so he sees one old lady right about to get like annihilated and he saves her and also creates an enemy at the exact same time he like annihilates one of these alien dudes but doesn't kill him and gives him this crazy scar to like identify him from the rest of the group exactly um and so that guy immediately is like i need to kill that human especially Mm -hmm. (laughs) fuck you in particular (laughs) exactly and so he goes to save the old lady and fly away but then like think they shoot him out of the air and he holds on to her but tumbles a little bit and that's when you realize that 60-year-old humans don't take the same kind of damage that a fucking 20-year-old, you know, half... Invincible. He's literally, yeah. literally named Invincible. He, does, he, like, does a quick little tumble, and you're like, oh, that didn't look too bad. And he yeah. looks in her arm, his arms, and she's just broken. <laughs> in, like, 18 places, she is just no longer a person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, oh, no! <laughs> and Teen Team shows up, kind of saves yeah. his ass. He ends up taking her to the hospital. And she ends up dying like two episodes later. Dude, I love that they drew it out for two episodes. No, man. I love and that. And he's like at her bedside and shit. Yeah. And he's just, like, oh, so realistic. They got like top of the line medicine. And mm-hmm. they're like doing their best to save her. And <laughs> the amount of damage she did just from falling. Mm. Like she didn't even take the blow. Like, yeah. She didn't even take the the, no. the gunfire or yeah. anything. He took it. Yeah, and he just managed to tumble with her. Yeah, I, which is why I remember when in that scene from Batman versus Superman where he like, like you know the the scene Batman is like taking out the gangsters and I'm like oh yeah. maybe he's not the murderous Batman in this and then he like takes a car and drags it behind the Batmobile for like five straight minutes and it's just tumbling all over the place yeah. and I'm like no everyone inside there is liquid <laughs> there is no more bone or muscle in that car it is all just soup <laughs> yeah that is that is person soup in that car because I don't know if you know how bodies work but they don't just get tumbled around and then right. oh I just let me shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh well, dude, we're already at a fucking hour. Okay, so let's let's try to wrap it up. Yeah. So let's see. By midway season, we've already we've got the guardians now as yeah. former teen team. We've got the new set of guardians because yeah. the first one got wiped out season one or <laughs> episode one. Episode one. Yeah. Uh, I do want to briefly mention Doc Seismic. He's one of my favorite things about the whole show. Doc yeah. Seismic is a random villain that they just fight in the middle of the season who who has these these gauntlets that create uh, oh, earthquakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, on his wrist. Yeah, he's got wrist. these things that create earthquakes, but at the same time, every single time he uses them, they give him... <laughs> 
him a concussion. <laughs> so he's insane. He's brilliant, but he's insane. He's fucking retarded. He's, <laughs> he's like really hilarious. And one of my favorite lines from the whole series at one point is they're like, he's like, he's, he's like analyzing Eve, Eve Adam, or Adam Eve's suit. And he's like, yeah. you know, look what they're getting you to wear, the patriarchy. And she's like, yeah. I designed this. And she's like, what are you even a doctor of anyway? And he's like, I have a major in analytical science, a minor in women's studies, and, a, and I, I also have a minor in African dance. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does this like badass move where he yeah. like takes out half of Mount Rushmore and I'm like yeah, dude. such a good character I love it oh, so much oh man dude. and they're like so like and it's such a good classic villain moment because he's like falling to his death to the lava and Invincible's like well shit I gotta save him and right at the last minute he's like laughing and he uses his gauntlets to push Invincible away he's like fuck you yeah <laughs> like trying to commit suicide yeah it's yeah. fucking great dude the show is oh, so man. well written and I I honestly don't think it belongs on Amazon Prime because it's not going to get the attention it, it deserves. It won't get as it. much as, yeah, I'm, I, but no, it's, it's doing well. It is doing well so far. You get a lot of people talking about it. So I've been seeing the so meme. many Facebook memes. Yeah. Facebook memes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so grateful for Wayne for right. showing me this, like for making me do the don't make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get more into the meme next episode. We talk yeah. about it because it doesn't it include a lot of spoilers for the second half of the season. But yeah. there, if you know of it, you know the meme. It's exactly. become way too popular too quickly. It's so, yeah. It's Literally so big. after the episode came out, it just was everywhere and exactly. used all the time. And it's already been misquoted, by the way. Because yeah. in, the, in the meme, it's like, think, Mark, think. And it, I think in the actual quote, he only says think once. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's a small difference. I've even seen like San Andreas. <laughs> what, the... big, big uh, smoke doing? Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> of course. <laughs> think, CJ. <laughs> exactly, dude. All you had to do was keep up with the goddamn train. Oh, man. You had to have seen it. <laughs> no, no, I just knew. I just knew. Anytime you meme San Andreas, there's only two yeah. things to meme from that, right. and one exactly. of them is going to be Big Smoke. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Or memorizing yeah. the cheat codes, because yeah. who didn't? <laughs> Dude, yeah, right. Okay, so we'll, we'll try to cut it off there. Uh, yeah. If you haven't gotten this from our episode, you need to watch Invincible. Absolutely. Uh, I'm assuming you have if you've listened to or watched this episode, but if you haven't, yeah. check it out. It's really great. Uh, every, every person who's uh, been a part of the series so far is clearly putting a lot of effort into making it awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, I have not seen one aspect of the show that's let me Dude, down. Yet. I have not yeah, seen one part of the episode that's like slacking or lacking. Yeah. Like everything is just fucking amazing. Yeah. So uh, check it out, and uh, next episode we'll be wrapping up the review of the rest of the season where we get into some of the darker shit that happens. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. if you didn't think, like, heads being chopped off was dark. (laughs) And man, so uh, without saying too much, it just, it never lets up. Don't get me wrong, it just does, the comic was always great at just hitting you with something fun and Mm. lighthearted and then immediately making that thing turn into something that makes you just drop your fucking jaw to the floor. Dude, there's so many different parts of the show that could carry it alone. Right. Like, Omni-Man's voice alone could mm-hmm. carry the fucking show. Um, the, the the quick wittiness that all the characters have mm-hmm. could carry the show. It, it, it's just great all around. Yeah. I want to say specifically to Steven Yoon, who I couldn't recognize, and not that he has an incredibly recognizable voice, but he just, yeah. out of all the people, and all the actors are doing a great job, but he, more than anyone, sounds like, a voice actor. Yeah, he's got crazy. He's he's like almost a stage Who's performer. Who's like almost he's... never been a voice actor, right? right. I, I I don't. I don't know I him from anything, anything other than the live yeah. action stuff, and yeah. in in that he's always nailed it. But he's never been an exaggerated person. But he's yeah. just 
I, he sounds like a teenager in this. And yeah. I know he's in his 30s. You know, I know he's an older dude. Not old, yeah. but he's, you know, like a, an adult. But he sounds like a kid. He's, he's got this He never sounds inflection. like an adult doing a t- uh, teenager's voice. He never voice. does. I always just assume that that's a teenager speaking. Yeah. And he, he's, you know, he's just done a great fucking job. It wasn't, he's been nailing it. E- even after I looked it up, I was in disbelief a mm-hmm. little bit. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, it's not like his voice sounds that much different, but the inflection, the way he speaks, yeah. just, it's, it's like he is invincible in that show. He's he not is, Stephen Yu. dude. He's, he's a teenager. He's a yeah, kid going who's through going it. through this shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with, I think with a lot of other actors, the character would be much less interesting because he yeah. is he's more of the everyman to the show. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's got all these powers, and his, his story arc is pretty simple, though. You know, he's yeah. just going through the motions of being a superhero while this world happens around him, Dude, and this it's, life it, affects him. I feel like in any other situation, it would be very hard to sympathize, sympathize for a superhero. Yeah. But he does such a good job of yeah. making you feel for him yeah keeping it grounded i think exactly. that that's probably the biggest marvel influence is that he feels like peter parker yeah. whereas you know despite the crazy shit spider-man always did or how great and how confident you were always that spider-man was going to win the day peter parker's a sad fucked up guy yeah you know? he's fun he's nerdy you always are on his side but he goes through shit constantly yeah. he's always stressed out <laughs> not, on, not only did uncle ben rape him he also died <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> then he made that horrible rice afterwards <laughs> There's so many commercials about it. <laughs> Every time he smells that rice walking by, he just remembers. <laughs> All right, guys. Feels well, like a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll see you on the next one of Don't Make Me Do This. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Please uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, iTunes, the RSS feed, whatever the fuck you're listening on. We won't know your love is real unless you show it. <laughs> And that does mean dick pics, but don't send that to the RSS feed. <laughs> Physical gratification is the only type I like, so go ahead and very aggressively touch that subscribe button for me. Smash it like you're smashing your nephew. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or niece, whatever. We don't judge. Whatever you're into, it's fine. <laughs> Creepy uncles swing both ways. <laughs>